Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. My name is David. I'm here with Ariel, and we're two Jews. Thanks for coming on again, Ariel. Always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me, David. It's always uh, it's always fun sitting down, getting in some uh, some good quality uh, Jewish time with my fellow uh, my fellow tribesmen. <laughs> so happy belated Purim uh, for any listeners who probably don't know Purim. I I barely know what Purim's about. Uh, I just learned recently, actually, but it's a Jewish holiday, and you know one of the things that you're supposed to do on Purim is donate uh, or like give gifts and and particularly gifts to the poor and so that made me thinking about how there is really this you know sense across judaism of the importance of charity and in in judaism we call it tzedakah and it actually means i believe justice um and so i wanted to kind of talk about that and so you know starting is there's a jewish law that says you have to give 10 percent of your earnings to charity and so that's, you know, a pretty big groundwork, I guess, or a big base to to kind of grow from. Um, Ariel, how like, you know, when you grew up, did you have this sense of the importance of charity in your household? I think so. I think um, when I was growing up, one of the one of the biggest things that I, uh, I guess, like my my largest Jewish influences was actually going to day school. Um, so for me. You know, it was always uh, enforced in in Jewish day school is that, you know, if there's a like right before Shabbat or right before any holidays, you are to give like uh, some tzedakah, right? Um, And that was always like a really big part of uh, kind of like the, I wouldn't say like the lesson plans, but they would always make tzedakah some some kind of presence within the the school. Um, They would always leave out... um, the donation box on the holidays. And interestingly enough, they would also keep it out on uh, just regular days. Uh, it would always kind of be there. So um, that's probably one of the uh, few things that I guess kind of stuck with me since, uh, uh, you know, in my days of uh, Jewish day school, but, but, but how about you? Have you, uh, have you noticed that you've gone to like, uh, you know, places that have like some kind of Jewish influence uh, and, and had a strong, uh, you know, uh, interaction with Saka? Yeah, I, I went to just Sunday school and I remember, you know, during break, they'd come around with like snacks to sell, but they'd also have Sadaka boxes. Um, so even as a kid, like just kind of tangentially, but I also like, I remember very explicitly, like my dad and my grandmother, both, you know, very actively wanting to kind of donate uh, to different causes that they supported. Um, and it was just kind of known. And then in in synagogue as well i wouldn't go often but they had at high holidays they had these donation cards um you know to donate to israel uh or to the synagogue itself um but just generally and i I just remember hearing about it a lot i back then i didn't know that there was like you know that that expectation uh or the law of 10 percent as well but i i think it's just kind of been ingrained generally I can't really pinpoint pinpoint any one thing specifically, but like we did talk another episode about, you know, how Jews kind of support their own community. And I think this, uh, I think this goes in hand in hand with it. It's like, they, they just are very supportive generally. I think, um, you know, this idea of even donating time, right? Like I, I started volunteering at a young age, giving back my time as well. 
And there's so many like volunteer Jewish organizations. So that was a big thing for me was seeing how I could how I could give my time as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, uh, um, you know, time and money are two of the most uh, like uh, they're the ways that I've seen kind of uh, uh, energy being like donated in the in the form of staka. Um and whether you know you're um, you're volunteering and you're helping prepare uh, lunches or you're helping um, you know clean up the classroom or you're helping uh, um, going on like a, a drive for uh, like a, uh, like for food shelters uh, you know there's always some kind of there's always some some kind of uh, organization uh, I found that's like has like a Jewish background. Mm -hmm. And almost every one of those causes, like in the general humanitarian sense. Yeah. Um, My grandfather, one... I just remembered, drove Meals on Wheels for quite a long time. So it was like two or three times a week, he would spend a couple hours just delivering hot meals to people who, who couldn't cook for themselves and things like that. And I remember volunteering with him at a young age um, and, and, you know, wanting to help him. But him wanting to help as well was really just like a presence in my household like I knew that people were doing these things and why not um mm -hmm. yeah so I I don't yeah sorry I cut you off though no 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 I, it's funny I actually wanted to build on that point I think my my Safta my grandma she actually did the the same thing I can't remember how many years she did it for she's doing it for about five six years uh where she also did Meals on Wheels and mm -hmm. she's in an area that's not particularly Jewish there is a Jewish community uh in her neighborhood she lives um she used to live in Agra on the lake, and now she lives in uh, in Virgil. Um, uh, if not, most people probably don't know where that is. It's about 20 minutes uh, or, or 15 minutes outside of Niagara, uh, city center Niagara Falls. Um, but yeah, she she got involved with Meals on Wheels, and she did it for quite a number of years. Uh, and the funniest thing about that is that my family, we have, you know, my Moroccan grandma and my, um, my Israeli grandma and uh, the one that does the meals on wheels, she's not the greatest cook. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's the kind of like the running joke. But um, uh, she told me after like a certain number of years, it's, it's actually very hard uh, for her to continue doing it. Like there's, you spend a lot of energy doing it and she didn't, yeah. she didn't kind of know what she signed up for. And uh, you know, in the beginning you, you, uh, you just imagine yourself kind of just dropping in, having a brief conversation and going. Um, but sometimes you're actually the only people uh, that, uh, that sees like the, you know, the, the people that are, are getting these meals, mm -hmm. um, in an entire week, which is like, first of all, it's somewhat frightening, but it's also, you know, uh, it makes the, the mitzvah and it makes the tzedakah that you're, you're doing, uh, that much greater, right. You're, you're much more than, uh, just the delivery service. You're actually there for the person as, you know, um, uh, you know, person to person contact, which is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think uh, I think there's a huge part of uh, uh, kind of my upbringing uh, that I learned. I, I don't know if it was in Jewish day school or if it was just in my experience uh, being a, a maturing as a as a man in the Jewish uh, as someone involved in the Jewish community was one of which was taking care of the the needy, so um, uh, the poor, and also another was uh, taking care of the elderly. Uh, and seniors and that was mm -hmm. huge for me man because especially in 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 my family uh the grandmas run the show <laughs> and i don't know if that's the case with yours but 
um, grandma takes care of everyone. And when grandma starts to slow down, everybody jumps in. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's, you know, uh, we talked again that uh, that other episode about like this sense of Jewish community. Right. And it's just yeah. so important, um, you know, so, to support your family and the, the larger community as well. And so we like it's a general thing, but it's also a specific thing, right? Like through specific actions and and how we can give back. Do you find that, you know, I, I'm wondering, I'm trying to think through if like there's a contrast between my Jewish friends and family and, and my non-Jewish peers. If if I see because like I know how I am and I how I give back my time and, and that kind of stuff. And I'm trying to see mm-hmm. if there's a, a, a contrast between like the my my jewish friends and my non-jewish friends in in regards to how they give back or if they donate and that kind of thing because like i'm wondering if there is like this an underlying factor if it's just like a coincidence of family yeah if if there's like a uh, an obligation to to family and how uh kind of your understanding of how important a family is and how like the building blocks of the family influence your um your decisions to give back to seniors or give to needy and so forth. Yeah. That's so really I, interesting. I'm wondering uh, if I, it's a family thing or an underlying Jewish thing. So it's more with the Jewish families than with the not like, cause obviously I know how my family is and I'm wondering if it was influenced by Judaism or just by, you know, perpetuating itself. That's really interesting. Um, because Toronto is essentially like, uh, would like be an unbelievable case study. Mm. um for for looking at different communities uh if you're looking at ethnic religious um and so forth uh in, in terms of like uh their involvement of family and how they would uh you know value you know giving back and so forth um what i found uh, especially working in like uh for example like uh in woodbridge which has like a really large uh italian community mm-hmm. um is that Italians also have like this huge sense of family and I'm constantly joking with my coworkers that like, um, I don't think there's actually a difference between Jews and Italians. They both like to yell, uh, at each other, uh, eat a ton and, um, and family's most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we just go back and forth on those like kind of three ideas. But, um, do you find think... that the Italians extend to charity as well? Or like, do they also have a big presence of, of giving back, um, you know, explicitly to the larger community, uh, you know, through donations and that kind of thing. Because that's really um, like, you know, my my uncles are very conscious about, you know, donating, uh, not so much their time because they're right now busy with their careers, but they're definitely their money. And then, you know, there are other people who are very conscious about giving back their time. No, I think so. I think there's, um, there's a huge, uh, there's actually a, a very strong influence of, of charity. Uh, that I've had exposure to in, you know, in the, um, in the Italian community. And I think, I think what it, uh, the commonality that I see between the, the Jewish and Italian community um, in Toronto is that, yeah, you have that sense of family, but then there's also the greater family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. like, uh, essentially, yeah, you have your immediate family, you have your cousins, but then there's that, that greater family that you, you know, you have your responsibility to give back to. Um and, you, you know, it's not something that, you know, a lot of people talk about it, but that's the kind of thing that you see in how people greet and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think in the Italian community, there's also that very strong 
uh, that's a very strong religious influence, right? Whether, yeah. you know, you're more secular or you're more, um, or you're a little bit more religious, um, you know, you have a little bit of that, you know, everybody kind of had exposure going to uh, prayer service uh, when they were younger. Um, so that could be an influence, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, there there is like that stronger uh, kind of larger, really extended kind of family uh, atmosphere uh, that I'm that I'm picking up in that community too. But uh, you know, I also yeah. have a friend, uh, a really good friend of mine, um, who's um, uh, has like a, a Sri Lankan um, uh, background, and there's there's very much like a very similar structure uh, that he's described to me that he that's built into uh, uh, to his community, or at least the mm. you know the relationships that he has with other Sri Lankans um, where there's like a very, uh, very kind of close structure of, you know, newcomers that come in and and making sure that they're taken care of and they're, they're with families and so forth. But um, I I think something that's uh, paramount in Judaism is definitely tzedakah. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also that other element of uh, not uh, like the no judgment of how much tzedakah you can give. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing you mentioned, it was interesting. I hadn't thought of it at like, uh, it's like the contrast between the collection plate in church or the tzedakah boxes that are always covered. So you can't see how much someone's putting in or how much is already in there. Right. It's, it's an idea of any, you should like anything you can give is great. You should give, we hope you give whatever you can. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's no expectation of, of how much you can give or, or how much you should give. Just the act of giving is is the important thing. And that is interesting, uh, you know, to the contrast of this idea of an open collection plate where you see how much is there, you see how much the person next to you can donate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the funny thing is everybody remembers, uh, you know, if you give into a tzedakah box, everybody remembers exactly what the tzedakah boxes look like. There's usually either like an all blue, yeah. kind of like small, thin, uh, kind of like spam shaped uh, can yeah uh, or it was like a blue and white one and yeah. whatever amount of money that you put into that thing it sounded like the exact same <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah. know how like who engineered those or like yeah. which manufacturer they went to in china to make those boxes but uh everything actually sounds the same when you drop something in there um, it's, it's interesting you say that because yeah. that just kind of i that really hits the nail on the head for me that like that is such a that a, a charity box is such an explicitly shared Jewish experience. I know it like I know mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. And I know that almost all of my Jewish peers would know exactly like could picture it. And so it's like the equivalent of like a staple toy, like it's the Red Power Ranger. Right. But it's a it's yeah. a charity box that is just so that really does, I think, kind of touch on very well how explicit and ingrained it was that I that that is just like something I will remember forever is what a tzedakah box looks like from when I was a kid. Yeah, man. And it's, it's amazing how visceral, uh, uh you kind of brought that into, uh, into my attention. Like, uh, I, I actually, it's funny. I can still imagine like, um, the exact size and shape and I can also yeah. imagine, uh, what kind of noise it makes when that thing like falls over on the ground, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh and yeah, like no, so it's, many it's i can't weird. really remember many jewish businesses that didn't have a couple at front like at their cash right um mm. and it is in kind of contrast to 
you know, other places, if I go to Starbucks, it's a tip jar. But at these Jewish places, it was a tzedakah box, right? It wasn't a tip jar. So maybe maybe Tim Hortons is run by a bunch of Jews because they always have they the... Have the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> yeah, they have the uh, the Tim Hortons camps thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, the... Um... Uh, it's pretty neat how you brought that up and i think uh i think it it shows the importance of it and uh, you know one other thing you mentioned is that you know it's it's there's a 10 percent rule right like it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be a certain amount like uh, yeah you know rabbis could have very easily said okay you know you just for inflation and then you uh, transfer <laughs> currencies and so forth and this is the amount that everybody's got to give a month you know what i mean yeah um of course, like different synagogues, if you want to have a membership, they have their rates. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there, there are many that kind of work out for their for their members if they can't afford, if there's like some kind of discounted rate. But yeah, uh, at the end of the day, like um, it's the ten percent. It's not an actual quantity, and it's not an actual number, mm -hmm. um, and it's not like you have to pledge, you know, fifty bucks to go on this uh, run. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like. 10% of what you make, give that and, and put it away to the people that really need it. So how, um, how do you feel about the prescription of it that, you know, obviously we don't follow Jewish law. We don't go to jail if we don't pay 10%, right? Um, but how do you feel of this idea that it's mandatory and not suggested by like the, if we were like following the letter of Jewish law? I, I think there's certain things that you, uh, that you don't, maybe you don't value or you don't see the, the, the greater significance of until you grow up and get older mm -hmm. uh, and you mature. Um, I think giving the 10% uh, mandatorily is one of those things where it doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> yeah. You like, you just, you like, you get it. You know what I mean? Um, the fact that you, you have to continue to do it. It's, it's, I guess, a law that forces you to uh, continually do something good um, and continue to contribute. Uh, and I think, I think just having things like that that are just a staple of uh, uh, of your like of your monthly habits or of your daily habits or even like you know whatever, however it breaks down into how you do your donations. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you do it after you know you do all your taxes and so forth, but. I think having things like that ingrained into society and ingrained into your like your regular practice it's it's something that's really special mm -hmm. um i don't think there's any penalty for you know if you're having a rough month you only give away five percent versus ten percent um yeah yeah but um mandatorily to have that i think it's something that's really special the same way actually that you know my uh um uh i can't remember who who mentioned it to me it's either my mom or my grandma but um, whenever you show up to someone's house, you always you, you can never show up empty-handed. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. It just turns into one of those customs uh, where it turns into something really beautiful and really uh, significant. Um, and oftentimes, it's something that's very small. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if you budget ten percent uh, to go to charity, the same way you would budget, you know, they say you should save half of what you earn and not spend it. Mm -hmm. um, it ends up being like not 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 a very large quantity of yeah. of your earnings like proportionally you know what i mean yeah definitely um, so yeah how, how do you, how does it make you feel that it's uh you know that it's something that's kind of prescribed and yeah 
Well, I'm I'm recently quite libertarian, so the idea of being prescribed that I should do something is is like I don't enjoy it, right? Like I see the value in it. Um but yeah, I kind so I'm kind of like at odds in my head because I do think mm-hmm. it's important and I see how important it can be. And even just like yeah, the sense of giving, right? Like that it is a small amount and that kind of thing. So yeah, inherently, I guess I'm. I don't enjoy the fact that it's explicitly prescribed, but I do see the value in it. Um, yeah. But I think it should be looked. I mean, I guess it should be looked at through the lens of Jewish law, right? There's like 613 things you're supposed to do, right? So it's yeah. not the same as like as like Western law that you have to do or you go to jail, right? So it's it's along of the you should do all of these things and you will leave a good life. And so I think yeah. in that lens, it's definitely really important and and, and good, um, right? So I think it's although it's Jewish law, I don't I don't know exactly the status of it among the many rules and laws of Judaism. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would be against the idea that like in Israel, if they followed all Jewish law, and you you'd go to jail if you didn't donate ten percent. Um, but if it's somewhere between like that and, you know, you have to put uh, mezuzahs on all your doorposts, then I'm, I'm OK with it. Right. Like it, it is important <laughs> to have as a rule, um, like you should do these things to le- to lead a good life. I think I think it falls in line with, you know, uh, let's say, you know, having a prayer after uh, you or before you eat. Yeah. Uh, having a prayer. um after you go to the washroom yeah and being thankful that everything is is working and functioning properly Mm -hmm. Uh, because you forget about those times where uh you know you don't have food you forget about those times where um you know for example like you have some issue that's you know causes you to have issues when you go to the washroom Mm -hmm. and how actually scary that can be yeah uh you have uh you know times where you know you really don't make a strong earning that month um and you can't afford to pay for your rent yeah uh and those times can be very scary but you, you know what you forget about those times especially I, when everything's going well right yeah and i think that's such an important point is i, I see such value in it being the 10 percent and it being regardless of how much you make because there's something to be said that even when you're when you're poor let's say and you're not making a lot of money to know that you can still give back it gives you such a sense of value to be able to help someone. And so mm-hmm. even if you're not, if you're barely able to help yourself, but you're still able to help someone else, it, it does really impact you in a, in a, in a profound way, I think. Um, so I really mm-hmm. like that, you know, it explicitly is, it doesn't matter how little you make 10% still goes to someone else because I, I do see the, the, the importance of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think it's, um, I think there's, there's many things to be, uh, to be learned. And I think there's many things to be said about that, but at the end of the day, um, as long as you're constantly giving in and you're contributing, um, on a regular basis to a cause that is not your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's, that's something that can really, um, you know, do wonders for you. And I'm not talking about, you know, uh in an afterlife i'm talking about just right now yeah yeah exactly and in terms of um 
giving you like a greater perspective and in terms of contributing to something that is greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and that that's also something I think that, um, you know, it's in, ingrained in every, uh, almost every Jewish practice is that you're constantly contributing and you're constantly, um, uh, um, you're constantly in awareness of uh, contributing towards something that's that's greater than yourself, mm -hmm. um, and feeling small and humble in the in the depths of the, of the universe. And it, and it's not like this idea some people might have of contributing to like God and the afterlife. It's like for that benefit. It's actually contributing to the here and now. How you can help other people, other humans, and that mm -hmm. is what leads you to be good and will, would theoretically lead you to heaven. But it's not like contributing just for heaven's sake. Yeah, man, and I think that's uh, that's actually a, a really interesting, um, a really interesting way we can maybe uh, get into another episode. Mm -hmm. But I yeah, do. Brother. I I want to uh, pull it back to Purim. And yeah. say that like this is one of the most uh, celebratory Jewish holidays, let's call it, right? Most of the Jewish holidays are pretty like ritualistic. This one's like a party. It's like a Halloween and New Year's combined, right? Like it's really a celebration. And yeah. on that day of our biggest celebration, there's still you should give gifts to other people and you should donate to the poor. Like that's how you should celebrate. If you want to feel good and se on this day... That's what you should do. And like, it really hit me. I'd not really ever been to a Purim event before until last this past week. And it really mm -hmm. hit me and it was quite interesting. And it, it, I mean, this conversation has definitely made me rethink my current status. So I'm going to look up how to start donating again. Cause I had, yeah. I had, I, I was doing a regular donation for, uh, you know, almost a year, but then I canceled it when I quit my job, but I still have some yeah. money. I still make some earnings. So, but it's just, yeah, so the the idea of, of Purim and, you know, I'm celebrating. It's a great day for me. How can I help people, right? Like, that's just such yeah. a... And it's so contrary to the messages I get from, let's call it, secular Western society generally. Yeah. No, it's, it's true, man. And it's like... Um, it's almost like when you have a party here mm -hmm. uh, in Toronto where it's like, Oh, are you gonna invite that guy? No, I don't know. I didn't really like him from last year. You know, he's got a little bit too drunk. Oh, are you gonna have? You know, do you want to invite these guys? Oh, I don't know. You know, <laughs> and it's it's like, how exclusive can you be with your yeah. your events, and how exclusive can you be with your celebrations? Yeah. Versus Purim being the exact opposite of that. Yeah. It's like everybody fucking eats. Everybody. Uh, everybody's getting mishloch manat. Everybody's drinking. Yeah. Uh, and it's just all about everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's kind of like to relating all back to that greater collective, mm -hmm. which I think is like really the strong kind of, um, uh, that strong, like a, a fabric that really ties everything together really nicely. And you really yeah. feel it when you're in uh, Jewish communities. Yeah. And I really do feel like it's, it is like, I, I, I view it has been so instilled in me. Right. Like mm -hmm. that. I really plan to I mean, I plan on being on turning this into quite the the profitable company and I plan to donate most of it. Right. Like I really see the value in I don't see value in me just accumulating wealth. Right. Like I mm -hmm. see value in 
adding value to other people while I can, while they're here, while I'm here. And I, I really feel that that's just kind of from every aspect of Judaism, that's the message I got. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I think, um, I think when this, this company turns into, uh, uh, something that's, uh, you know, expansive and, and something that's extremely profitable, you're going to be like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett who dedicate all their, uh, all their funds, uh, when they pass away. Uh, just to be given to uh, to charity, right? You yeah. Be one of those huge philanthropists. Oh, I see. Yeah, and if I am, I credit I credit Judaism. I think personally, like I do think it's been that. I mean, I I can I can guess if it came from somewhere else, but I really do feel like that's the that's what kind of instilled it in me. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting, and I think there's we shouldn't we shouldn't skim over the guilt, right? There's always that, <laughs> there's always that underlying guilt. What yeah. you're not gonna give tzedakah this week? What yeah. you're not gonna? <laughs> That's fair. What you're not gonna give back? How could you forget about so and so that uh, you know gave you all this time and energy and so forth? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it's it's there, and I think that um, that stereotype of of the Jewish guilt, uh, I think it's just a bringing back of of to certain things that you you kind of owe respect to yeah <laughs> well i think there's no better spot to end it than there so i want to thank you for coming on and uh thanks to everyone listening i hope you enjoyed our conversation on tzedakah and and around tzedakah uh be sure to tune in next time we're two jews